this morning. I'm just going to talk about them real quick. I we were talking a little bit off the air about this. You know, Mishawaka score last night. They beat up on I'm beat up on Warsaw. Yeah. Um, they they play each other next week. Yeah. They? Yeah. I mean that ultimately that's the uh, that's the NLC championship game right there next week. So um, that'd be good to see. I mean, completely two different teams, completely two different offenses. You know, t- totally different styles. Yeah. You know, and with Whiteland losing last night, Mishawaka will be ranked number one in five A and. Northwood will probably stay around that three or four. So, be yeah, our conferences, conferences got a lot of ranked teams, and they and they it's it's this gauntlet we've gone through so far, and to be somewhat healthy after six weeks of this <laughs> yeah. NLC gauntlet is is pretty impressive. I, it's just you know it, it it's baffling, it's mind boggling to me that it all came together. It's, and you know you got a you got a young team that is very inexperienced, and you're playing those kind of people that. That's a recipe for for frustration, yeah, at least a little bit. Yeah, it's definitely frustrating. Obviously, as coaches, you know, you want to go out and all the stuff you prepare during the week and all the stuff you you know put together and say, "Hey, this is what we're going to go out and do." And then you you go out and do it to an extent, you know. And then it's it's still like their dudes are just so much faster yeah. than us. And it's like, okay, so now what do we do? Right? Well, we tried this, this, and this. Let's try this, you know. And it's constant, constant chess match back and forth. And again. You know, with, with with the guys we got out there that are, you know, thirty forty pounds underweight, and you know, not not in bad way, but just they, they their guys have seen the weight room for the last couple of years, and our guys, you know, not not really put in that that time and effort in yet. You know, they're sophomores that maybe were in it as freshmen last year, but still got to get that. Yeah. You know, you know, still got to get that rolling, and um, you know, but 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 the guys, like I said, we we talked off, you know, after the game last night about. The, finding the right matchups and finding the right lineup for our team. And this was like, <clears throat> I would say, outside of, you know, not having Michael in the backfield, you know, this was about the same lineup we had last night. Yeah. You know, the receivers were in the same spot. Linemen were in the same spot. So we're, we like this group. We like that lineup we've kind of put out there. Obviously, you know, with, with Hooley stepping in for CJ and the injury, you know, that's, he's continuing to get better at that offensive guard position. Um, so, yeah. I, uh, I gotta say, I I think that was the best team we played easily. I mean, and their performance was the best. It, it was just they were so precise. Well, yeah, and, and, <laughs> and like I said, coming in off of a huge win against Warsaw, I mean, they were yeah. super super confident, you know. And that that comes right down from their head coach. I mean, Andrews is he's a confident guy, right? I mean, and again, with the team you've got out there, there's there's no doubt that to be confident is not a bad thing. It's not. I wouldn't call it cocky. I mean, you're winning games. You're undefeated yeah. going into, you know, so you're you're confident. And um, and the kids feed off that, right? The kids know that right. exactly what their their head coach is, you know, <clears throat> bringing to the table, and, and they they feed right off that. I mean, you know, just like their pregame warm-up, we were talking about it. You know, they come out in black jerseys. Like, you, you can't wear black jerseys on the road. But why? Well, they came out in black jerseys, and then they went in the locker room and changed to white. Like, just little stuff like that that <laughs> – our, and again, I'll be honest. I was guilty of it. I walked over to our athletic director and was like, "Why are they wearing black jerseys?" You know. And again, I got caught up in it. I'll admit to it right away. You know, I got caught up in the well, why are they doing that kind of thing? It caught my attention. You know, when we're we're supposed to be warming up, but it, it is what it is. You know, I mean, it, I think I think there's uh, you know there's some there's some gamemanship in, involved oh, yeah. in that. And, and, and again, he does a great job with it. And um, they're gonna yeah they're gonna win some games. I mean they're they're a good football team as long as they stay healthy. Um, you know they're they're forced to be reckoned with. Yeah, I I everybody t- uh, told me, including my son, about nitro tuggle. 
Yeah, got to watch him. What a great! I was really impressed with their quarterback. Very I mean, much. they all he all, he threw balls they almost couldn't drop. Right, and, and that's <laughs> we we talked about that you know on the sideline too. Was <clears throat> I mean the nitro the nitro kid? I think had three or four catches, you know, and, yeah. and made some good plays. And we we had actually defended a couple of them too, but. Um, but the, yeah, the quarterback. I mean, he he threw the ball where only their receiver could exactly. make the kill. You know, it wasn't. Um, I mean, we had a couple of guys in position. You know, that I mean, two of them we got called for pi, which whatever. I'm not going to get involved with that. But um, but a couple, of them, yeah, a couple of them. I mean, the first the first drive of the game, second or third play there, they he threw it deep and their kid went up and got it over top of our kid, and, and there was no chance Trayvon had. I mean, really, that ball was in the perfect location. So. That obviously is a testament to to him and, and his coaches of getting him prepared to, you know, give those give those receivers the opportunity to catch the ball. I want to go back to what, something you said earlier and something we talked a little bit about uh, last night. Um, it it seems to me, you know, me being outside looking in, that you feel like you've got the guys now. I mean, and yeah. you've got them where you think they're going to have the most success. It seems like that at least has sorted itself out. Yeah, I think definitely. I mean, I think, like I said, it's been kind of a chess match, battling injuries and, and battling guys playing on both sides of the ball. And, um, you know, we're, yeah, exactly like you said, we've got the practice plan kind of set up to where we're getting a little bit of extra time on offense and a little bit of extra time on defense with individual time because we're, we've got guys separated and we're only sharing a couple guys. And, um, and that I think is has been you know a great thing for some of our position coaches you know and you know Coach Parker and Coach Dingledine spending the two days with our offense and defensive line versus just getting a day here and there and um, again it, you can practice all week oh, and this is what you're going to see right I mean we knew we were going to see a three front we knew we yeah. were going to see but did we know how fast that defensive end was and how many times he was going to knife inside our defensive end no we didn't right I mean you don't know that until you get out there. And then you're like, all right, this is what we need to adjust. And then that kid is still just faster. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, we were, again, it may look like we were trying to run the ball inside every time, but ultimately we didn't. I mean, Xander did a great job of, of sticking his nose in there and, and falling forward for, I don't, we don't have stats because our, our thing got all messed up last night. But I mean, he had probably 50, 60 yards on the ground. Oh, easy. Easily, right? You know, and, and we <clears throat> talked about that this week without having Michael. You know, in in the backfield with him, that Xander has to be our premier running back this week. You know, and he has to be our our workhorse um, going into this game. You know, because Bush was playing middle linebacker, and not that he couldn't play both sides of the ball, but at times, you know, in, in a we're going as fast as we can on offense, and they're going no huddle. I mean, it's a, it's a yeah. you know, attrition, right? And, you know, and that's just to continue to get better and continue to get in shape. So it was good to see Xander, you know, just stick his nose in there and, and get you know, positive yards on, on those kind of things. Let's talk about him a little bit, too, because you saw some things uh, last night that you hadn't seen. I It it appears to me he's – I didn't know this was – it had to be – he's throwing the ball better is what I'm trying to say. I, I, it looks like he's more confident. Uh, it looks like he's putting the ball in places, and you talked about putting it where only their receivers could catch it. He put the ball in some windows last night. I couldn't even believe he got into. Yeah, he did. <clears throat> I mean, like I said, he's going to continue to grow and continue to get better every week. You know, he's getting more confident in his reads, and um, you know, we're not we're not adding a ton of new plays. So it's just repping repping those plays over and over and over again. You know, and if this guy, you know, this linebacker runs the flats, then throw where he just vacated. Throw the slant behind him. You know, instead of you know trying to squeeze it into a window that you know probably shouldn't be there, or, or throwing an out route. You know, to to our guys, you know, we had a couple drop balls last night for our wideouts. That's tough on a young quarterback, right? He throws the perfect pass, you know. We just don't ex- <laughs> we just don't execute it, you know. So, 
you know, at, at times he can get frustrated and, and you know, which again is, is rightly so. I mean, yeah. you want, you know, as a wide out, your, your job is to catch the ball. And, um, but again, you know, he's going to make mistakes. We're all going to make mistakes. We're still a bunch of sophomores, you know, that are continuing to get better. And, um, we're going to live with those mistakes. I mean, same thing we talked about with the pass interference, right? I mean, Blaylock got called for one early on questionable, whatever you want to call it. It was called, but it was an aggressive mistake, right? We're going to live with those. Like he said, he tugged on his shoulder. Well, Tug on, whatever you know, but, but again, it was an it was an aggressive mistake. We talked about that. You know, if you don't if you don't feel you can physically knock the ball down, you know, and he's going to catch the ball and get a touchdown, then and yeah, just take him down. But make a play, you yeah. know, and then make the guy call it. Well, he did call it. So and then the other one was on Mackey, you know, coming across the middle. Ball was a little high, whether it was question, you know, whether it was catchable or not. You know, they called the pass interference. But again, it's an aggressive mistake that we'll live with. The Blaylock one, I, I mean, you can't you can't fault him for a number of reasons because if he doesn't do something there, that's six points, and he he kept him out of the end zone. Yeah, that was that was Nitro. I yeah, mean, he was he was matched up against Tuggle yeah. there, and um, I mean, he he knocked the ball down. Like it yeah. wasn't that it was a pass interference and he caught it. It was it was knocked down. Oh, well, it's pass interference, you know. And I, yeah. I know what you mean. We're I not understand. Go any than that. Understand completely. Talk about uh, the skill set, though. I mean, the, you're not going to have to worry um, about whether you can chase Xander down from behind. He's not going to b- beat anybody in a sprint in the state. No, me. No. But you have to respect. He is dangerous with a football in his hand, both as a runner and a passer, and that gives you a lot of options. Oh, no doubt. I mean, he is. He's very. He's very elusive. I yeah. mean, we talked about that going all the way back to the East Noble game in week one that, you know, that was something we knew he kind of had. You know, we hadn't really seen it in practice. You get a quick whistle in practice. You don't necessarily sure. see the play all the way to the end. And um, But then, yeah, I mean, in open space, I mean, he's very shifty. Like you said, he's not going to run a sub-540 right now. But, but again, he is very, very elusive and makes makes guys miss and, um, and does, yeah, <clears throat> does a fantastic job of, of falling forward a lot, right? And we talk about that after initial contact. You know, as soon as you get that first initial contact, you fall forward. That's another two yards, depending on, you know, how far you, you've gone down. So, um, yeah, I think – and then, and like you said, talking about passing the ball, you know, if if you, we call a pass play and it's not there and, and being able to tuck it and, and find an open open gap. I mean, he converted a third and four, third and five last night by, by just, like, to right. tuck, tucking and running, um, you know, and, and that's that's a great thing to see, do that having that clock in his head – that if this guy's not open, there's pressure around me, find a seam and, and go go find out what happens. He's not afraid of contact either. No, no. And I'll be honest, sometimes I think he initiates it, <laughs> which, which, is, which is interesting from a quarterback perspective because you see a lot of them sliding exactly. and, and running out of bounds, and, and Xander's not that type of no. kid, which is, which is great. Yeah. He really is because you know he's a tough-nosed kid. And, again, I'm sure on Saturday mornings he's a little beat up and, <laughs> and maybe thinks about maybe I should have – Maybe I should have slid or whatever, but yeah, we love it. We love it. Yeah, he is not afraid to to get in there and drive for. And you know, I, well, Walter Payton used to say, it "Doesn't hurt if you initiate the contact. Exactly. When you get hit, it hurts." Exactly. Exactly. Um, talk about his development too from day one. What have you seen in, in growth for him? Yeah, like, like we we talked about a couple minutes ago. He, he yeah he is still continuing to learn. Again, the game of football itself. I think last year, you know, as a freshman playing some JV ball, you know, it's it's still still football, yeah. right? I mean, he, he's played football, so you know, for I don't know how many years we talked to him um, on air a couple of weeks ago, but he every every year 
he's going to continue to learn the game, right? And then going home on, on the weekends and watching some college football and watching some NFL football and watching your own game film, you know, and just continuing to work on the game of football. I mean, every every year it's a little different. Every, you know, opponents do different things. But what you can learn is, you know, X's and O's and, and you know, and, you know, different different situations. I mean, we talked about this last night at halftime with him. Hey, it's, you know, it's third and seven. You know, throwing a three-yard out route isn't going to get us the first down, right? So we've got to try to maybe look at that out route, maybe get a guy to adjust over, and then come back to a slant route that's going to get us seven yards. So that kind of stuff that he's continuing to learn, you know, and making making a decision. A quarterback position is brutal, right? I mean, yeah. you have to physically make a decision and at the drop of a hat. You know, and especially reading the ball and uh, our run game stuff and our pass game stuff, and uh, I think I think the more comfortable he is in our offense, the better he's going to be. He just does continue to get better. He seems like a nice young man too when he was in. Oh, he's a great first kid. time. He's a great kid. You got a bunch of really good kids. I mean, everybody you've had in here, perfect gentlemen. I mean, they they you got a lot of good kids. We do. Um, Last night we saw Carter Bush in the backfield, and I thought he, you know, and, and Nate pointed this out a couple of times during the broadcast. He picked up guys on pass plays mm-hmm. that, I mean, they were going to smoke mm-hmm. Xander, and mm-hmm. he found a way to get a body on him and chip him or whatever he had to do. I thought he did a great job of keeping people off him last night. Yeah, so um, it's one thing that Carter does really well is in our pass pro that he, <clears throat> like you said, initiate the contact. You know, as a running back, being in a pass protection, you know, sometimes you have to pick up as blitzing linebacker coming to the middle. Sometimes you have to pick up a, a defensive end if we're sliding or whatever it may be. So, um, yeah, he he's not afraid to stick his nose up. I and mean, obviously it's great to have a, a middle linebacker as your running back, yeah. you know, because he's not afraid of contact. And um, But, yeah, he I think he – again, he's getting better. We got him, obviously, a lot more reps this week with Michael being out. Um that he he's still continuing to learn you know learn that running back position as well. I mean he's played a ton of, a ton of defense. Um, he's played more of that H back kind of fullback type stuff for us in our offense. So he hasn't had a ton of reps at that running back position. But uh, yeah, I think the more he the more he gets comfortable in that position too. I mean he likes he he runs the ball behind his pads, which is great to see. He's he's not afraid to run people over, which is you get Bush going one way and Xander going the other way. I think pick your poison on who you want to tackle, right? <laughs> Yeah, because they definitely aren't afraid of hitting you. That's not a problem. Exactly, exactly. Um, he's an emotional guy, too. I mean, you got some guys like that. I, I'm going to talk about that a little bit. That's got to be a tightrope. We saw, uh, you know, Michael Sheely was sure. upset on the sideline. That's Michael. Yeah. You know, at Bush, I get the feeling he's a similar kind of guy. They're emotional guys. They're involved. And you're you're walking a tightrope because you don't want to take – that's why they're good. Right. It's because they have that – I'm going to beat you mentality, and they're emotionally involved. But then you can't have it bubbling over either. So it's this weird yes. mix for yeah. you to deal with that. Yeah, it's how do, how do you fine-tune that, right? Yeah. How, do you, how do you take that passion and energy yeah. for the game of football and for your teammates? And the one with Michael was, was during a play. I mean, he got two-handed shoved after the whistle. And yeah. He turned around and shoved him back. And right. We, I, I would have been very. I mean, I was upset a couple times last night from some calls, but that one would have. I would have might have lost my marbles um, if they did call that one on Michael because that kid initiated it. Now, again, Michael's defending his teammates, and yeah. we're never going to get mad at a kid like that. And again, but once in a while, you know, you get an officiating crew that only catches the second guy, you know, and yeah. that's what we told Michael. Like, you have to understand that, you know. And um, but again, we're never going to fault a kid for for standing up for a teammate that you know got wrongly 
pushed or whatever after the play. That's a cheap shot or whatever you want to call it. And then and then Carter the same way. I mean, both of them, both of them, their passion, you know, and their emotions are because they care, you know. And if, exactly. And if, and if you care about the game of football and you care about your teammates and you care about you know everyone around you, like you're going to be a great football player. You're gonna you're gonna have a lot of success in life too. Yeah. You know. And again, the hardest part is that fine tuning it. Football is is the most. Uh, I mean, it's, it's the best sport, obviously, but but outside of that, you know, it, it's the it's the perfect opportunity to to use those emotions that you've had, you know, pent up from whatever's going on in your life, and, and being able to to get it out and, and express your emotions and in some physicality by hitting yeah. hitting somebody. You know, it's completely allowed to run somebody over. It's completely allowed allowed to tackle someone as hard as you can. Like that's the best part about football. Yeah. Well, and and like you said, they, the reason that they're they, it's kind of weird. As bad as it feels to be in that emotional state, it's a good thing because you're invested. You're yeah. you're 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 there. You're yeah. all in, and yeah. that that's what you want. Yeah, I mean they care. I mean that's exactly what, you, what it is. And you know, and having a senior, having a senior with Michael doing that, you know, and then a younger guy with Carter, you know, trying to trying to fill that. I mean, he's a starting middle linebacker, right? So he's our he's our you know our signal caller or our kind of our, our guy to get everybody lined up on on defense. So having a sophomore that's willing to do that. You know, and coming into his own, and, and great to see because you know the next two years with him there, you know, the sky's the limit. You know, what is he going to continue to do, and is he, how how much better of a leader is he going to be the, the next couple of years just by getting this experience and learning how to kind of control those emotions right now? Michael had a nice game last night. He did, he did, and that's what we we um we, like I said with our injuries banged up a little bit, we tried to go to some five wide stuff and and, and try to sprinkle the ball around because Xander does a good job. You know, with uh, with a lot of our quick game passes, and um, you know, with our back to our tempo stuff, and it's a testament to our guys that um, you know Northwoods coach Nate Andrews said after the game, he's like, that was that was the fastest anyone has gone against us. You know, that was um, you know that that you kind of honestly put us in a bind a couple times because we weren't set, we weren't, we didn't get a call in, we weren't, you know, and kind of made us check ourselves, like what do we need to do differently, you know, on defense because of the speed that you guys were doing. Um, your your no temp, or your no huddle stuff, and so that's a testament to our guys. You right. know, we've practiced that all week, and we knew that that was going to try to be kind of what we could use going into this game. And unfortunately, we had you know um, the, the referees struggled getting the ball spotted last night. Just just I, I, again with, with the referee <laughs> shortage and, and all the stuff going on in the state of Indiana, some of the crews you get are, are less than stellar, you know. And um, we didn't lose the game because of them. That's not that's not what I'm saying at all, but. You know, we told them before the game, like, hey, we want to go fast. Like, the faster we get the ball spotted, the faster we can move, you know. And I didn't feel like there was any sense of urgency with that with that group to help us out in that, um, which is unfortunate because there was a lot of times I felt Thad was standing there waiting for yeah. the ball, and we were set, and they still hadn't had the ball down. And So maybe there's some things that we need to work on, you know, with, with our sideline of getting the referee a ball, whether it's a long ball that we lost or replacing it. Maybe there's some stuff that we can do to help with that case, but – um, but ultimately, like I said, that that we knew that going into this game last night, we had to use that tempo type stuff to, for our advantage. I mean, we knew that they were going to blitz left, right, center, around, behind. I mean, they were going to come every which way. Like that's yeah. that's what they do, and yeah. that's that's the defense that he brings to the table. Um, and we when we were going fast, they didn't they didn't do that. I mean, they brought one, maybe two guys at most. Um, and we had you know had pass protection. We just again we had some mental lapses. Um, guys stepping the wrong direction because then again. 
when you're going fast on offense and you know you're going to make those mistakes too you know but we got to be the guys that are not making the big mistakes to give up you know a five yard sack or whatever it is i know last night i was i mentioned it i was a little i'm i'm fascinated with this because you guys have had a lot of lot of success with a tempo and then you start running down one wide out sophomore one wide out sophomore another wide out sophomore wide out junior sophomore junior senior junior on your front line sophomore quarterback sophomore running back so how does a team of guys, and a lot of them haven't played football. Most of them have never played a varsity football game. Correct. How do they run tempo so well? Because it seems to me like that would be really, really difficult. I mean, it's we, we just we wrap the junk out of it all week. I mean, we really do. Um, you know, we've had the opportunity. Now this is the third week in a row we've done it you know, to an extent. Um, and, and I think, honestly, you look back two weeks ago, I think we've even got it fine-tuned to be faster you know, this last night than it was two weeks ago. Oh, it definitely was. Um, <clears throat> and much more precise and, and Yeah, and I clean. think – Right, and I think part of it is, too, is finding – because you can you can go so fast, but you've got to have plays that you can run fast, yeah. right? It doesn't – you want to go as fast as you can, and then you're throwing motions in. You're throwing long, deep passes. Like, that's not the right. idea behind it. So we had to find – you know, and I think each – and I, Coach Garrity and, and, you know, the offensive staff – um, are going to continue to to fine tune that as well. I think that there's plays that we want to add to that, and there's plays we probably are going to take away from that, you know, tempo stuff. And I think there's still some things that we need to work on that that give our kids the best advantage in that tempo stuff that we can run. You know, I think a lot of times, um, you know, that there's there's it's just it's it's familiarity with what's out there, right? So if you practice it on Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday, going into Friday, like some of these kids even have the number memorized because it's like we've ran it three days in a row, you know? So then they don't even have to physically look at a risk card. They're like, I remember what that number is and I can go run it, um, which is even faster than right. So each, each week we're going to get faster and faster with that. You know, because then as long as we can get a crew that gets us the ball spotted fast enough, we'll, we'll continue to move with it and keep rolling. And and, and I'm not criticizing officials at all. You think it's because not too many people run that tempo and they're just not used to doing that all the time. Yeah, that's part of it. I think that's part of it. I think it's also part of it that like there is a lot. I mean, they were Northwood was no huddle. Like they didn't huddle. Yeah. So they're they're. I mean, they were still. They weren't going as fast as we were, but they were not huddling. So at any time, teams do that. I mean, a lot of there's tons and tons of teams in our conference and even in the northern half of the state here that that don't huddle. I mean, there's. There's something with getting to the line with you know, 15, 20 seconds left on the play clock that if you need to make an adjustment or whatever, you can call it in from the sideline or do that kind of stuff. So they, were, they weren't going you know, what we call super fast, but they were still not sure. So I think, I think it's just that, that second level of speed that they were, they were not prepared to get, to get the ball. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's exactly what it is. I think it was just that second level of they're waiting on us to get the ball. So. Man, you just don't see that a lot, which is, you know, once again, when you guys went to that the first time, I'm like, they're going to run. Oh, this is I mean, yeah. that, it just shocked me that a bunch of kids that were that young and that <laughs> inexperienced could, oh, we'll grasp one of the hardest things we can possibly do. We're fine with that. But, yeah. And, uh, and I think that's part of it, too, is like, we're going we're gonna to live, we talked about this a couple minutes ago here, we're going to live with some of the mistakes that happen because we're going so fast. Right? Sure. I mean, it's just, you have it's to. part of the nature of the beast, but, but it also, I think it's, it, it's to our advantage because of, we're a little bit undersized up front. You know, we're not necessarily, 
you know, the most experienced outside, you know, and, and, and all around, right? We just said that. So I think that gives us the best opportunity to compete, and we're going to continue to do it and, and, and get better at it. Now, don't give away anything, but I get the feeling maybe there's going to be a little bit more as you go on. I mean, this is going to be a future thing that maybe becomes a staple in the offense. Well, yeah, I mean, and honestly, you know, with, with the way our offense is, is set up and developed, like everything is off a of hand signal. So ultimately, you know, there is, there is that, that, that tempo aspect where we don't need to huddle. You know, and I think what what coming into the coming into this program here, we talked about it as a staff. We need to learn. We need to learn the offense and learn the plays. You know, before we add the speed to it, because otherwise you're adding speed to plays that you don't know how to run. Yeah. Then it, then it's really a disaster, right? So we felt like when you know the first three four weeks of the season, you know, obviously the summer and into the first couple weeks of the season, we were able to run our base stuff. You know, our quick game stuff and our inside zone stuff and our outside zone stuff or whatever it is. So that we were able to do that, now we can add the speed to it, aspect to it. So I, I definitely, definitely. I mean, I'm not giving anything away. I mean, we're gonna. <laughs> there's nothing. There's only. There's no dark deep secrets here. I mean, we're gonna. We're gonna. Yeah, we're gonna do that. We're gonna do that, and and we're gonna try to continue to get better at it. And you know, the, the next couple of years with these guys, you know, yeah. we've got here that are that have already done it as sophomores. Like, I, I'd, I'd love to see how fast we can continue to go. I I was just about to say I can't wait to see what they can do in their seniors and they've been doing this for three years. Yes, yeah. it's, it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, and again, I'm going to have to start requesting you know the the young track star <laughs> referees to get us <laughs> get us rolling. Well, you know, got to do what you got to do. Uh, you mentioned five wide a little bit earlier too. I mean, that was a new look. How did you feel about that? Yeah, I think, like I said, we, we said uh, all week, you know, we were, we were banged up a little bit with, with having Michael and Bush getting reps on both sides of the ball. We were um, in, in trying to get Michael Sheely on the offensive side of the ball again, too. I mean, he's, he's an athlete. He's a dynamic athlete that, you know, when you try to get the ball in his hands, he makes plays. And so we brought him over along with um, Alan Barrera and Blake Mackey trying to get, get some, you know, we had three guys working at one position this week, you know, and, and David Sills was out this week with an injury as well. So he would have been that other guy that right. you know that would have filled in there as well but um yeah and again it, we, we talked about it spreading the field you know with five receivers like that that a lot of defenses that puts in a bind you know and, and at, at some point there's there's a guy that that is you know that is vulnerable you know and, and putting him on an island and then being able to go five wide and having a quarterback that is not afraid to run is another th- great thing right i mean if you if you're going to come out and guard us you're going to guard all five receivers, then you're you're leaving yourself vulnerable inside to for run. So we did that last night. We were able to run the ball with Xander because of that. You know, they they brought a couple linebackers outside on each side to cover our slots, which is what we thought they would do. Um, so Xander was, like I said, Xander was able to run the ball inside a couple times because of that. See that more too as we go forward. Yeah, I think it'll be a wrinkle. I think it'll be a wrinkle depending on our personnel. Like I said, depending on what happens with with Sills and, and Gibbons this week with their injuries, if they're back 100. percent you know, we'll ha- we'll still have it. I mean, it's something we've installed, and it's there. It's on the call sheet. Um, and, and if you've if you've watched this, you know, throughout the season, we've been able to kind of go between three or four different, you know, what we call our packages, um, depending on what's working and what's not. You know, depending on who's dead tired and who's not. You know, early on, we were able to go with more what we call our, you know, more of our heavier stuff or Ram stuff, which which puts Bush, you know, in there at that kind of fullback type position. Right. And then Michael was behind them, and then we were able to go four wide, and then we were able to go five wide. So, just gives us a different, just a different look. 
Um, and it gives us the, the, the teams we're playing against just something else to, to kind of prepare for. I was just going to say that. I mean, what, what that does is all of a sudden you got a lot of stuff on film that they've got to, they've got to rep and practice and anything. Well, it's like Lou Holtz said, he kept the option in there just so they had to work on defending it all yeah. week long. That yeah. was the only reason. Exactly. So it's just kind of the same with you. You get enough of this stuff in there and they're going to run out of time to work on it. Well, and, that, and that's exactly what it is. I mean, there's not, there's not a whole lot play-wise we're running differently out of it i mean it's all it's all the same play title i mean we talk about what our inside zone type play is i mean whether we have you know a tight end and an h-back and a running back and we call it this or whether we have five wide it's the same play just with different personnel so and that's another thing that is great for our offensive line i mean it's it's simple up front i mean it's the same blocking scheme for them they just got a guy to their left or a guy behind them that's helping you know versus being five wide where they're all solo blocks or whatever you want to call it so um, yeah, I think, and then that, and again, all, all of our, all of our formations, I feel like we are, are comfortable getting into. So it's not like we you know it's a Chinese fire drill out there where we're trying to, <laughs> trying to get set up. They, they know the hand signals, they know the the plays on the wrist card, and they they for the most part get set up in them pretty quickly. You hit on just exactly what I was going to ask you. It's kind of fun to watch it. it the difference, you know, and I was talking with Nate about it. Uh, last night he saw the East Noble game, and this last night was the ne- the next time he'd seen you, and. Uh, it's like, what? It's fun to watch that progression of everybody. Get, you know, in East Noble, there were moments where it's like everybody's looking at the sideline, like, "What? What did you? Where am I going? Why is it?" And there's this yeah, spinning. What, what going are you on. calling? And yeah, I, I don't read that. Language. Now they yeah. just go to a spot. Yes. I mean, it, it's got to feel good for you to see how far they've come in that because that's the base of everything mm-hmm. is knowing. Mm-hmm. Where you're supposed to be. Yeah, I mean, like I said, week one was that Chinese fire drill. Probably it looked like at least. So um, it's good. To, it's good. To, yeah, it's good to notice that <clears throat> that we've we've made strides in that area as well because it is. I think if you if you want to be deceptive on offense, you have to be able to get up in different formations and line up correctly in those formations um, and, and do it quickly. You know, break the huddle and go and get to that spot and be able to execute. So I think again, I think they're just continuing. And we've we've moved guys around. Obviously, you know, week one, Van Dusen and Blaylock weren't starting at our slot receivers, and, and Milheiser was in the slot, and so we've we've got guys in different positions personnel wise, so that I think they have um, they've kind of owned that you know owned that new role coming up from the JV team to to, to step up and play some varsity football. Why don't we take a quick break and uh, come back? We'll talk a little about uh, it's going to be a good day. Uh, talk a little bit about the defense. Sounds so good. Uh, good. stay tuned. We'll be right back if I can find the right button to push. There we McCullough go. Real Estate is a family-owned and operated real estate office in Plymouth since 1978. Whether you're looking to buy your forever home or selling residential or commercial property, McCullough Real Estate is a real estate company for you. McCullough Real Estate offers professional and courteous service and can handle all of your real estate needs. McCullough Real Estate is located at 1509 West Jefferson Street in Plymouth, or you can reach them by calling 936-9797. The Floor Store and More, your hometown flooring store and mainstay in downtown Plymouth for over 40 years. They offer vinyl plank flooring, ceramic and porcelain tile, hardwood flooring, luxurious Dreamweaver and Shaw carpets. They also offer Oxford House window blinds made right here in Indiana. Quality products at affordable prices with expert service and installation. The Floor Store and More for all your flooring needs in downtown 
downtown Plymouth. Stop and shop or call 574-936-5666. Just look for the big red awning. McCullough Real Estate is a family-owned and operated real estate office in Plymouth since 1978. Whether you're looking to buy your forever home or selling residential or commercial property, McCullough Real Estate is a real estate company for you. McCullough Real Estate offers professional and courteous service and can handle all of your real estate needs. McCullough Real Estate is located at 1509 West Jefferson Street in Plymouth, or you can reach them by calling 936-9797. Montgomery Wall Drilling Incorporated has proudly served the Plymouth area for more than 40 years. Owners Kelvin and Tim have a highly trained team dedicated to the highest levels of customer service and workmanship. With expertise in rotary well drilling, submersible and jet pump repair and installation, They also offer 24-hour emergency service. So for all your well needs, call Montgomery Well Drilling Incorporated, 936-6239, where 100% satisfaction is a must. This is your Saturday morning Coach's Corner with Rusty Nixon. And now it's time to get back to Rusty and his guests. And we're back. Uh, spent a little time talking about the defense because I, I had uh, Brent on after the game, and he, you know, he says, "I know this sounds like a broken record, and I know this sounds really strange, but he says I was proud of our guys last night. They they really did a lot better. They seem to be getting it." Well, it's the first time we've actually seen more than one receiver on the field the last four or five weeks of our yeah. season, right? I mean, back to East Noble, they had they had two or three receivers, but then Kokomo, Warsaw. Well, we'll see Mishawaka like they were all you know all in a phone booth with a couple tight ends a couple wings I mean so this is the first time we've actually seen that spread offense all season so being able to it's it's a mentality thing on defense right, right? I mean it's a completely different setup it, it, you can't just expect the kids to hey hey read this guy because it's, it's 95% of the time it's a run 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 so you got to fly downhill fly downhill well, it was the opposite last night like 95% of the plays were pass, 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 pass. So being able to drop into pass lanes and being able to trust, you know, our zone defense, if we were in the zone or if we were in a man or whatever we were in, being able to execute the differences and all those. I mean, going back to the previous weeks, a lot of our, you know, base stuff was, was stop the run, stop the run, stop the run. So there wasn't a whole lot of, you know, coverage stuff that we talked about. And this week was the exact opposite. I mean, they, they like, obviously like to throw the ball. They, they average a lot of yards through the air and, um, you know, I think Coach Corbett and the defensive staff as well, they they, they I mean we, we put in a game plan to to give our guys the best opportunity to to go and compete. And I think first drive of the game was was what it is. I mean, they just beat us over the top, kid make a great play, and then um a couple broken broken tackles and then that, that drive right before halftime, um, where they were driving, you know, uh, going going toward our scoreboard there and, and defense got a stop and they attempted a field goal and we that they botched a snap or whatever. Um, that was that was a huge win for our defense. I mean, truly was. I mean, they they were going down to score and go up thirty five nothing going into half, and it, and it was still twenty eight. Don't get me wrong; mm-hmm. that was, that's still not great. But that was a that was a you know a defensive um, mentality for the defense. It was it was a win, right? Unfortunately, you know, it wasn't we didn't get any points off of it, but it was allowing them to you know have their backs against the wall and and being able to to you know kind of buckle down and play you know what exactly what we talked about all week and being able to execute. Great, great amount a little bit too. But your defensive line, and um, you know, how do you feel about their play right at last night? Yeah, they did. They did all right. I mean, again, it's it's so hard to to grade a defensive line when, it, and like I said, ninety percent of the plays are passed. So we had to work on, 
you know, a lot more pass stuff. And and, and their ver- their variations of their plays are whether you call them an RPO, whether you call it a you know a fake a handoff. I mean, there's a lot of mesh with that running back before the ball comes out. So you have to respect it. You have to understand that it, it possibly could be a run, and we have to be able to play that. Um, so our, our defensive line, and again, I think until that that late drive in the second quarter, you know, we didn't get a ton of pressure on the quarterback. He was back there just kind of hanging out and right. camping out, and it's a testament to their offensive line. I mean, they're big, they're physical. You know, and, and there wasn't a single holding call called on either side of the ball. So, again, keep doing it. Keep doing what right. you're doing. Keep holding them until you get it called. Right? I mean, the same thing we told our offensive line. There was a plenty, plenty of plays there. You know, we could have probably got a holding call on us as well, but they didn't. They didn't call them either way. So, I'm not going to complain about you know any of that kind of stuff. But we've got to be able to. You know, once we realize it's passed, we got to be able to get off off our, our man and, and go make a pass rush. How about your linebackers? I know that becomes difficult for them because they haven't had to make that decision as much as am I in coverage or am I playing the run? Yeah, they're they're back in coverage a lot this week. Um, you know, with with uh, with the offense that they bring to the table, and we we were able to kind of move them out, move them in, you know, move them into different locations this week to to kind of play with the quarterback's head a little bit, and they adapted well. I mean, they adapted well to being able to cover that space. I mean, I think there's a lot of time. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot of passes over the middle or in that, you know, that hook curl zone where we talk about where our linebackers sit that they completed. I mean, a lot of their completions were quick little flat screens or a deep ball. I mean, those were the, pretty much all they had all night. I know they were able to get deep on you last mm-hmm. night a little bit, and but the funny thing is I still feel like your secondary is, is getting a lot better. <clears throat> Maybe yeah. even faster than the rest of the defense. Yeah, no doubt. Especially your corners. No doubt, no doubt. I think, like I said, and that's another position, you know, that we, we've kind of moved some guys around and, and trying to find the best fit for our, our squad. And um, Aiden Blaylock, who's a, who's a kid that started the season as a JV receiver, you know, and we bump him over to, to come play some um, come play some wide out for us. And then we said, you know, he's an athlete. Let's go. Let's go line up a corner. So he is. He went from a JV starting run or JV starting receiver to uh, to starting on both sides of the football game in a, in a Friday Night Lights against the number four team in four A. Right. So a kid like that, you just you just give your tip your hat to him and just say you know proud of your son and keep doing it. Keep getting better. You know he he can line up against a kid that's got some you know Division one looks and Division one offers and. It didn't. It wasn't scared. Yeah. I mean, let's go. Let's go play. Go play football. And that's the kind of kid that you love to have on your team. And you know, you wish you had thirty of them because it's just like they don't care who's lined up across from them, whether they know who he is or not. It don't matter. Like I'm going to go out and execute and go play football. Yeah, yeah those guys. Sometimes sophomores aren't smart enough to realize they shouldn't be able to do that. Yeah. You ever you ever see that of the yeah. younger guys? Well, you can't do it. Well, I just did. I don't know. It doesn't just, just just act the natural instinct exactly exactly. He is it has been a real positive this mm-hmm. season. Finding mm-hmm. him, I mean, you can tell. Where's the wood? If he can stay injury free, he could have a really nice three years here. Oh my goodness, yeah. And, and again, he it's nothing nothing that is you know wrong with him. But he's I mean he's 150 pounds, right? Yeah, 160 pounds, right. right? And I think. Again, he's just—he's got that. He's coachable. I mean, he's—he's he's extremely coachable. He listens, and and he, like I said, he does what you ask him to do, and 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 doesn't complain about it, right? And, and I mean, we we talked to him this week. I said, hey, you're probably gonna play corner. Okay, let's go. Where, where do I where do I go? Like, where do I start? You know, and and never gonna complain about it. And um, that we're, we're we're very blessed to have a kid like him. And and again, he's gonna continue. I know he's in weights class with Coach Latinsky. He's gonna continue to get stronger. Continue to get faster. Um, you know, and again, these next couple of years with him, 
you know, playing wherever he plays. I mean, he's an athlete, so we're going to try to find him what, what fits him best. Let's go back to that stop at the end of the second quarter because, once again, you know, last week we talked, I was out at your freshman game, and the, we even mentioned that after the game Friday, the fact that how often do you see a freshman team win a football game and the varsity team comes out to celebrate with them. There's this, you know, you can just feel there's this bondage, bond going on. Um, but uh, I forgot what I was going to ask you. I mean, I completely, I, I have early onset dementia, <laughs> I think. I completely forgot the question. Um, let's go another direction. How do you, uh, oh, the, the, okay, it was the, Okay, we're we're just gonna do this. We're we're gonna completely start the show again and just see if we can. Uh... All right. Um, <laughs> I was gonna talk about it, and the emotion is what I was after. When that you could just feel a change in oh, yeah. in, in the demeanor, and and once again, a lot of it is just body language. Sure. But you know, it, it had this. That moment had the same feel to me as when they all got together after the freshman uh-huh. win and, and celebrated. Uh-huh. Just that idea of we're in this together and we got something. Well, and, and again, it was it was a stop, right? It was success. Yeah. And, and again, that that is something that this program hasn't had in a few you know few years, yeah. right? I think that's that's the biggest problem that we we've, we've had here. And um, so so. so, so to celebrate the little successes in life and the little successes within this program are huge. I mean, yeah, it was twenty-eight nothing going down and you know going down into the second uh, end of the second quarter there, and they were. I mean, everything they had done so far was score, 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 right? So for our guys to to for, whether they forgot the score or not, just to go out and execute the game plan, you know, they didn't do anything different. They didn't call any different plays. We just went out and stopped them. I mean, it, yeah. it was plain and simple. We decided that we were not going to allow them to score there. You know, and that's that's the that's the struggle that, as a coaching staff, we we, we try to find in them all the time, yeah. right? I mean that, and again, I think that again those little I mean, we talked about it when we went into halftime. Like we walked in the, in the office and yeah, it was twenty eight nothing, but we were like clapping and cheering, yeah. like let's go. Yeah. Like that is that is the that is what we need, you know, and that that is what we need all the time, and that is what's going to turn this program around because. The little successes in life and little successes on, in, on the football field and in the program and compile them all together, and now we have something special. Yeah. you know. And I think until, until the kids believe in themselves and believe that they can compete against whoever we're playing. I mean, we talked about last week with Mishawaka. I mean, we came out and, yeah, it was 35-7, but we competed, yeah. right? We, we asked them to go out each week and compete. That's all we can ask them to do is go out and compete. Give it your 100% effort. Give it all you've got. You should feel exhausted you should feel you know absolutely dead tired at the end of the game and if you don't then you probably have still stuff left in the tank that you didn't give it your all you know and and that's what we ask them and so that like i said that mental that mental win of going into the second uh or going into halftime with that stop right there was huge for our guys and again i think that's something we're going to watch this morning on film like why why did that drive stop Mm -hmm. with with a zero points like why did we get them to turn the ball over what did we do there that we didn't do on the earlier drives, you know, and, and just continue to hammer that home. Like this is success. This is what it looks like. Let's build on it. Yeah. I, I and you could feel that you could feel that there was a, there 100%. was a change. And the other thing that I've noticed um, is a sideline. And even Nate, once again, he saw East Noble and he saw sure. last night and he says, you know, there's a change on the sideline too. 
says the East Noble. He says you could tell there's some young guys in there didn't quite know uh, what you're playing. They're you're kinda, supposed to do, yeah. Yeah, they're kind of <laughs> drifting around, you know, and playing a little bit with each other back by the sure. bench and all sure. that. He says, you don't see any of that anymore. They're engaged. They're up there. They're cheering. And, you know, and once again, people probably don't would never think of this. That sideline is a, a process of oh, learning what is expected of you there. 100%. 100%. And I think that that is something that – it's continuing, you know. We've got a couple go, you know, a couple guys that are um, not on the headsets, you know. So they're they're kind of our sideline guys, Man. kind of keeping everybody aligned over there, and um, you know, keeping them engaged because it is tough. I mean, a lot of those guys on that on that sideline that are not on the field are are JV guys or some of our special team guys that may not see a single snap on that Friday night, right? right? But they have to still pay attention because the best part about JV football is, guess what? Right now, in about an hour, the JV football team is going to go play Northwood. And guess what plays they're going to run? The same darn plays that their varsity just ran in yeah. front of you, right? So that is – it's almost like a free preview of what you're going to see. So we've talked to them about that this week – or I mean, not this week, this whole season about being engaged, even though you're, you may not see a single snap tonight, being engaged because, first of all, you're – a lot of you are one injury away from going in. Yeah. You know, I mean, our depth is not massive. But if you're not one injury from going in – you're still going to go play tomorrow morning, you know, and guess what? They're going to run the same stuff. You know, their offense is going to do the same thing. Their defense is going to do the same thing. So that that's one thing that I think our kids are understanding a little bit more too, as well as the game of football. Like you have to, if you don't understand football, like it's hard to go out and execute the game plan, <clears throat> you know, and, and watch, watch college football on Saturdays, go home and watch it. Like just turn on a game and watch it as a fan. Yeah. Not try to like, well, what is he running? Read pass. Yeah. Like don't, don't do it. Just watch football. <laughs> You know, and learn how to compete and learn how to be, you know, put yourself out there and, and go execute. So, Yeah, I know that was one thing he commented on, how how much different it looked on the sideline because the younger guys finally got it. But uh, th- and that makes a difference. We talked about last night. And you had a great crowd last night. Sure, sure. That was one of the bigger crowds I've seen in there for a couple of years. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of people there. Yeah. Um, and just impressing on people how much that means to a football team that's trying to put something together. Yep. Uh, that support to know. And you're not supposed to hear them. And honestly, when you're playing, you don't hear the crowd. No. no. But when the play's over, you do. You hear, you hear the rowdiness, yeah. When, <laughs> yeah. After a good play, you hear the crowd get loud. But exactly. you, you get energy from them. Yeah, 100%. You, you play better because there's energy that flows from that crowd. And the more people – and and – you know, I'm urging folks get out and see it because they need you sure. to be there for. Them. Sure, yeah, in the, in the student section too. I mean, obviously, you know, the kids are walking the hallways, and you know, we're zero and six, or you know, all that kind of stuff. And and it's tough to tough to be a part of a school, right? I mean, and like I said, we've lost however many in a row, and like, but to have our student section darn near halfway, thirty fourths of the way full last night was great to see too. I mean, our our kids, our kids at, at Plymouth, they're they really are good kids, you know, and I think that they support each other and. Um, you know, they're, obviously it's frustrating, right? Obviously every, every student wants to be a part of a winning program and go down and say championship game, right? But unfortunately that's, that's not every team. You right. not every team gets to do that, you know? So we have to, we have to take advantage of what we've got. And, um, you know, a lot of the kids that I've got in class and, and we talk about football or whatever it is, they understand it. I mean, a lot of them like, yeah, you have a million sophomores out there that are still going to continue to get better. Right. So they get it. And, you know, and some, some that don't get it, whatever, you know, let, let them talk. That's fine. But our, our our hardest problem is as our kids understanding it too is they have to walk the hallways and, and you know and see 
whatever it is that's going on and, 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 you know, kind of put on the blinders and tune out some of the distractions and, and some of the people that are going to want to say this, that, or the other. But we talk about, you know, our team, you know, is a family, you know, and every, every day we get together and every, every practice we get together and, and there's nobody else out here besides us, you know, and, and what we do out here together as our family is, is what we do, you know, and, and, and blind out everybody else and, and turn off all the distractions and continue to focus on each other and the guys next to you. And that's it, all we can ask. It seems like you're doing that too. Just from <clears throat> once again, I'm outside looking in, but body language and interaction, it seems like You've got a group that says, you know, what's going on out there has nothing to do with us. We, we're, we're, we're with each other. Yeah, they're with each other and they're with their brothers, and that's all we can ask them to do. You know, I think and we're trying to create, you know, a little bit of excitement within the program too. I mean, we're going over to, you know, the elementary schools and, and we're reading, you know, reading to little kids, reading to the second grade kids and, you know, having the second graders. And we're walking over there with our football jerseys on, you know, and their, their kids are eyes are lighting right. up. You know, this, yeah. this is a football player, you know, and <laughs> that kind of stuff. And, again, it's not – you know that that is not going to get us a win on a Friday night. You know that doing that isn't, but that is going to you know build the you know the process of of building this program back up. You know and getting it back to where it should be. And if if we catch three or four extra kids in that second grade group that go on and play for our little league program and come on and play junior high football, then then it's a success for me. Yeah. You know, and I think that that for for all of our kids in this program I mean, and, and our kids are hey when's the next time we get to go over there they love it too i mean they love it, just the interaction with those kids and on friday you know for um during the day we did a little you know jersey swap with our with some of our staff at the high school and we were able to give out 17 you know jerseys to high school teachers that or high school staff members that made an impact on our guys lives you know and being able to to show that our teachers have that you know uh, you know impact on our lives and the ability that you know, you may not see it in the moment, but, you know, in the end of it, you know, there's some seniors that are going to graduate here in a few months and, you know, you had a great impact on their life. So there's a lot of things that we're doing within the program that, you know, you may not see on the field on a Friday night. It may not, you know, 100% correlate to that, but there'll be some things that, you know, some of these kids have a lasting memory on moving on later on in life. And again, if we catch some, catch some littler guys, you know, in the, in the youth league that may be on the fence of playing football, but decide to come out, then, it, then it's a success yeah. for sure. As we wind down here, let's talk a little bit about Goshen. I know you haven't had a chance to really dig into the film, but uh, what what have you seen? On yeah, the film from I mean that? they're they're uh, they got a coach that's been around the around the game of football for a long time. I mean, Coach Wagmoon is um, you know he's, he's he's a football guy. He's been in the Northern Lakes Conference for a long time, and he is uh, he's turned that program around too. He's doing exactly what we're trying to do here in, at Plymouth, and he's trying to you know, build that, build that program, you know, and I think that, that he's bringing a different offense to them and a different defense to them and, and trying to kind of fine tune some things that he thinks he can do over there as well. And um, they're, they're a team that is getting better every week too. I mean, you look at their scores, they're a lot similar to us. I mean, they, they beat, um, they beat Wallace C, you know, who I think, you know, we, we should have beaten as well. And, um, you know, we, we took some, took some steps up and back in that game, but they're, yeah, they, they've got one win on the season and, you know, we're still sitting there for looking for our first, and going up to there is is difficult, right? I mean, going oh, yeah. another away yeah. game, you know, for us before we we finally come home for our last two, but another away game where we got to go out and, and go to someone else's field and go out and compete, you know. And they've been home for a lot of games this season. I mean, I feel like every film we got from yesterday was on their home field, but um, it, it you know it is what it is, and we will um, yeah we'll, we'll put together a game plan this week to to go out and give our guys the best opportunity to go compete. And uh, we'll see what happens. Well, it's at Goshen. It's a 7 o'clock start. We will be there if you can't make it. But as we've been encouraging you, 
I'm just thinking about all those teams that have the 12th man and <laughs> all of that going on. So get over and just go to the game. Uh, but anyway, if not, we'll be on the air at 7. Uh, pre-game well, we'll be on at 6.30 with the pregame, 7 o'clock kickoff. Um, thank you for coming in, man. Appreciate it. No problem, Russell. And uh, thank you for listening. That's going to do it. Uh, have yourselves a great day.